You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host, Tyler Viso. Today I'm joined by Ronald Riggs and Andre Champagne. How y'all doing today? I'm doing great. I'm also doing great. I'm also doing great because we are in the midst of a week-long sports equinox. And for all of you who do not know, the sports equinox is when all of the four major sports are officially in swing. We're talking NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL. For the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about all things sports because they're in full swing. I'm very excited. We're going to start off with first things first, though, with the biggest news coming out of probably this whole state of Louisiana, and that is... Coach O has officially been let go as the head coach. He will finish out the 2021 season, but he will then not be head coach afterwards. This was big-time news, and a lot of people did not know what was going to happen. After the Kentucky game, we went in and beat Florida. We won 49-42. to Ronald, I'll start with you. How big was that news coming out that he was kind of not going to be the head coach next year? Yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit on the Sunday show. That news was huge. Uh, <clears throat> we had knew uh, the past couple weeks that something was going to come eventually. Uh, the loss against Auburn pretty much sealed his fate. Um, and the Kentucky blowout loss, as was, that's when everything started to come out. Like, okay, he's definitely not going to be here past this year. Yeah, definitely. You had went to the press conference, and it was really short, and I think a lot of reports have come out since Sunday when the news was really, really fresh, and now it started to settle in for everybody. What was the atmosphere of the press conference like? Yeah, uh, the atmosphere was really awkward. It, it was honestly like going to someone's funeral, but the dead person was already there. Dead man walking. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. <laughs> it was just so awkward. Everybody yeah. was fake smiling and stuff. You just the pleasantries weren't there. Yeah, Andre. Now that the news is kind of settled, what were your thoughts about the whole Edogeron firing situation? Um, it we're past due for it. Honestly, uh, we knew it was coming. Um, can't really say much, but that uh, he's been having a lot of personnel like issues and like. People are tired of it, so uh, I guess Scott Woodworth made it known that it was time for him to go. Yeah, definitely time to kind of go. I mean, at LSU, you don't you don't lose two games, and it makes LSU a hard place to coach. But also, in the past twenty something years, LSU has won three national championships with three different head coaches, so it makes it one of the best places. It's a real love hate relationship with this fan base, and I think the fan base kind of got fed up with him. And in a university with a lot of problems, a lot of things going on all the time, it was you can't have a sideshow act like that. And Ogeron kind of just, his time was up. And so we'll move on to kind of what the next big step for LSU is, and that is going to be they have to hire a head coach. And a lot of names have been thrown out there, and I don't really know what to make of it yet. There's a couple people that they've said, like Mel Tucker, James Franklin, Billy Napier was mentioned, Dabo Sweeney was mentioned, and Lane Kiffin was mentioned too. Um, Andre, who's a guy that you would like to see being the head coach at LSU next year? I'm honestly not sure yet. Uh, I like seeing Mel Tucker in that conversation, though, because uh, he's a real underrated guy in my opinion. But uh, big names like Lane Kiffin, like you said, Dabo Sweeney, 
Um, Luke Fickle, he kind of yeah, he gives was, me he a was little another interest. one too from Cincinnati. Right, he was a good one too. I've also seen uh, Oregon's Mario Cristobal in the conversation too. Yeah, so. I mean, there's no guy too big for this job. I think you can, in real realistic standpoint, you can have any head coach you want that isn't named Nick Saban. Most likely, you can afford any coach, anybody. It doesn't matter. So you kind of look at it and say, well. Who's going to make this program better? And that's the question. And I have full faith in Scott Woodward. I think he's a really good AD. And you look at the Kim Mulkey hire and the Jay Johnson hire, and you got to trust this guy. I mean, he's super good. I have full faith in him. Ronald, who's a guy that you'd like to see coaching at LSU next year? Personally, I'd like to really see Billy Napier coaching at LSU next year, but I do not think that's going to happen. I feel like uh, Woodward's going to get the bigger guy. I feel yeah. like he's going to go after a guy like Dabble or Lane Kiffin. I think he... If I had to think about what his mindset would be, is that Billy Napier is at a too small time of a program. He's the head coach at ULL, and they are really good. I mean, that's a well-coached ball club. They win a lot of games. They haven't been able to win the Sun Belt yet, which is kind of what his knock's going to be. And Woodward's going to go big game hunting, and he's going to go find a guy who is just, you know, has this record that just precedes him beyond belief. Another big topic of it will be recruiting. In the press conference, Coach O did say that he was going to continue to recruit for LSU and he was not going to be mad. I guess my first question will be, do you buy that, Ronald? Uh, yeah, I, I really do buy it that uh, he's going to still be you know, close with the recruiting because his recruiting ability is it, it was very valuable. That's to, his, uh, yeah. That was his best quality. Yeah. I mean, that was 100% his best quality. That was the reason that he's gotten all of the coaching jobs he's ever gotten in college. USC, Ole Miss, didn't matter. That was one of the main reasons. Yeah, I, I really do believe he will stay true to his word and, you know, keep in touch with the recruiting because a lot of those guys and what Coach O said in the press conference, he really loves LSU. And he even said he doesn't even plan on coaching anymore after that, which – you know, after the buyout, I wouldn't coach either. Yeah, imagine if uh, imagine if I paid you uh, $17 million to go away. I mean, come on, that's, that's pretty simple. Andre, what do you think? You buy it? I do buy it, honestly. He's a Louisiana man. He's always been. He's been that statue. He's like Ellis. He's like Louisiana's mascot, pretty much. Um, I think he's going to continue to pretty much try and get LSU still, like, keep them on the map, pretty much, and keep those recruits convinced to stay here pretty much to play. yeah I, I i can buy it for now if he can help salvage this recruiting class after a coaching change which is a big problem for everybody nobody ever survives that really it always you always take a little bit of a hit if he can maintain this recruiting class to being a top 15 top 10 from what it is right now i think it's probably a top 10 recruiting class already because you're lsu if you can do that this team will have a really good way of you know getting a good transition of power and I really hope that he can just keep us at the maintain the level of success because if you keep those five stars there, you can win a national championship next year. It's it's plain and simple. You're always going to be good. You're always going to have the talent. You just got to have the right coach. We'll move on to the New Orleans Saints and the NFL as a whole. The New Orleans Saints are coming off a bye week, and they will go play at the Seattle Seahawks this coming Monday night. They're playing on Monday Night Football. The Saints are coming off a of bye week. They are notoriously good coming off a of bye week. I think they last couple times they've been going 4-0, 3-1 in the past four weeks after a bye week. Ronald, I'll start with you. What do you think about the Saints so far coming off this bye week and looking forward to what they can do after kind of a rocky start? Yeah, uh, like you said, a really rocky start. Uh, that bye week couldn't have came at a better time. Um, 
you get most of your defensive ends back. Marcus Davenport, he's going to be back. Peyton Turner, he's going to be back. Uh, Traquan Smith, he got designated to return. And probably, most importantly for me, Will Lutz, he's coming back. Yes, big time. We need a kicker. To, oh, we need a kicker like you wouldn't believe. Andre, what are your thoughts about coming off the bye week this week? I agree with Ronald. Uh, this week could not have possibly came at a better time. Everybody's starting to get healthy. I think Michael Thomas is going to be better I think he might. They're saying he's going to miss a couple. Early, right? He'll be a couple weeks again. Yeah. But he'll get him practice. back. He was at practice. Yeah, that's good. Great. He'll be he'll be coming back shortly. I think Traquan Smith's going to be a big guy right now because the throwing the ball recently. James Winston has not thrown the ball like the gunslinger he used to be, and I think that's kind of a testament to what Sean Payton's trying to do with him. But the Saints will go and play at Seattle without Russell Wilson. Geno Smith will be the starting quarterback. What do you think about that game? Andre Saints should win that game easy, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean they yeah. they should. I agree with the easy. Yeah, uh, yeah um, I feel like on paper it should be an easy win, but the Seahawks they really played uh, Pittsburgh close uh, Sunday. They night. did, they did, and they they're not they're still the Seahawks. Seahawks yeah. are always a good team, and Pete Carroll is a really good coach, so he's not gonna he's not gonna mess around with that. So I I know that that's coming off. You know, you're coming off a bye week, and you should be getting healthy and better. But I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. What I'm really thinking about right now is how this rocky start came off. And the big thing when they played the Giants was the yo-yo thing that Sean Payton did. Do you see that being a reoccurring theme? Or do you think the Saints can really start to pull it back and make kind of... Because, in my opinion, the NFC South right now is not is pretty wide open if you think about it. The Buccaneers have not looked great and Carolina's I think they've lost back to back. So yeah. th- this is a wide open division. Do you think that they can start to come back and make a playoff run, Ronald? Uh yeah, um like I said the bye week couldn't have came at a better time because like we've seen the past four seasons, the Saints always have, you know, a one and two start and then they just rip off nine wins out of nowhere. Yeah, and they just start they start to look like the team that they saw last year. Yeah. You're definitely right. Andre, what do you think? Yeah, I could see that theme just reoccurring. I think the Saints schedule cuts it out that they can do that again. Um I think we can go and win seven games in a row, something like that. Uh but we should make the playoffs if you're the Saints, honestly. I think right now, looking at the NFC South, I mean, the Falcons are kind of a non-factor. Panthers looked really good, but lost, I think, too straight. Haven't really got... They they came off really hot, and they cooled off. Buccaneers have a ton of injuries, so they're kind of dealing with that right now. But we'll move on to more NFL news. One question that I'd like to ask is about another NFC team, another NFC division, really, the NFC West has been dominant, and the Arizona Cardinals have not lost a game yet. They are 6-0. and Ronald, what do you think about the Arizona Cardinals, and can they maintain success? Yeah, uh, I'm going to probably have to say yeah, because coming into the season, I thought the uh, Rams were going to be the ones to own that division, and the Cardinals actually beat the Rams pretty easily uh, a couple weeks ago. So I, I do think the uh, Cardinals and Kyler Murray, they could keep this thing going. I think they're legit. I mean, they're really good. And you beat a really good Rams team. Andre, what do you think about the Cardinals right now coming out of the NFC West? That Arizona Cardinals team is really scary right now. Um, I can't wait to watch that rematch, though, uh, with the Rams and the Cardinals in a while, I think. but Yeah, it's not for a little while, I but think. I think that's pro- probably the best two teams in the NFC right now, if I had to guess. Yeah, those teams are going to have to duke it out. One of them is going to have to be a wild card team, so that's going to make for a really interesting playoff run. 
a team that has really not looked great has been the former Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl, but the Kansas City Chiefs have not looked great. They've been winning games. They have a ton of injuries. Our boy, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, is, is out for a little while. Chiefs are 3-2. and two. They beat the Washington football team 31-13. to 13. Patrick Mahomes had two picks. He's thrown a pick in every game this year. Andre, what do you make of the Chiefs this year? Uh, I don't buy them. I do not see them even winning their division if they keep this play up. Um, they, they're really struggling defensively, uh, in my opinion. They didn't really this week because it's the Redskins. I mean, Heineke's not that good. They don't really have many weapons besides Terry McLaurin. But uh, he's thrown his play has just looked sloppy. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's, he made he's been some, doing too he much. He made yeah. some awful throws. Yeah. Both of them were just terrible reads. And I think my next question kind of goes for you, Ronald. I'll ask you this. Do you think that defense have started to figure out Patrick Mahomes and figure out how he plays and try to limit his – he still had one big play where he ran around. He still threw the ball. It was to Tyreek Hill. We didn't go for a touchdown. It was probably a 40-yard gain. But do you think defense started to figure him out a little bit? Yeah, uh, I think it's that. And it's also um, the Chiefs' defense has really, really been bad this oh, year. Oh, it's Horrible. been awful. It's been atrocious. And because of that, I think Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, like he feels that he has to do more because, you know, the defense, like – like, you know, he doesn't want to leave them hanging, so he feels like he has to make every play because, you know, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts, and they have been. You know, it's kind of the reverse of how it normally goes, but honestly, the Chiefs have to eat up more clock because the defense can't stop anybody, but they, they have to just kind of eat up the clock because they have to keep their offense from getting gassed because their offense is on the field so much because they give up so many big plays. Uh, the Chiefs right now are not a Super Bowl contender, if you ask me. They're really just not a genuine Super Bowl contender looking at it. I just don't see them. Uh, do you guys buy it? Do you think they can get better? Yeah, I definitely believe they can get better. But as of right now, I, I def- they have too many holes to be considered a Super Bowl contender right now. They're going to have to make some serious moves in the trade department to go get some guys. They could have got Richard Sherman for nothing, really. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks went and picked him up because that's what that, their thing now. They just go pick up former great players, and they just make them good again, like the fountain of youth. Yeah. One team in the AFC who's been really good did lose this week off a really weird play. It was it was Monday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills lost to the Tennessee Titans 34-31. The Bills are another team that you would buy as legit. They're really good. They did lose to the Titans off some – it was a really weird game. But, Andre, what do you think about – what do you think about the Buffalo Bills? I think they're still legit. I think that was kind of a – it was just a gimme kind of week, kind of like a when the Saints lost to the Giants. Uh, I don't think the Bills should have ever lost against the Titans, if we're being honest. It felt like a game you could afford to lose, though. I mean, right. you play 17 games in a season. The Bills are going to beat plenty of opponents. They're in, a, they're in a division with the Jets. Like you're going to, yeah. you're in the division with the Dolphins. They're not good, and your division with the Patriots, who are not. They don't have Tom Brady, so you're yeah. not. You're not the same Patriots that you used to be scared of. They're going to come out of that division probably a winner. So you're guaranteed a playoff spot there. So you're playing a whole different set of games, you know. I don't know if I buy them yet. We're going to move on to the biggest the biggest thing right now. On day of recording this Tuesday, the NBA season has officially kicked off. The Brooklyn Nets will be taking on the former NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Golden State Warriors will be taking on the L.A. Lakers. Basketball season's back. Ronald, how do you feel about it? Yeah, uh, I feel pretty great. Uh, 
I'd feel even better if Zion would be starting tomorrow. But yeah, we're gonna have to get into the Pelicans. They they'll play on Wednesday. I'm excited for the NBA to be back though. The NBA is a fun time. Pelicans are getting better, so I'm kind of excited about that. Andre, you ready for some NBA basketball? I'm super excited. I think this is a, a weird year. I mean, you have stacked teams, but then you also have some other teams that can come out of nowhere. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, there's a lot of good basketball teams this year. I'm very excited. We'll talk about the Pelicans first. Like Ronald said, the Pelicans will be without Zion Williamson for the first couple weeks. What do you think about that and how that's going to play in for them going forward, Ronald? Um, it, it's it's pretty disappointing from you know a team standpoint where this is the third straight year. But well, no, no, no. Uh, the third year in two, no, the second year in three years that he's you know started the season and missed the season. Yeah, because remember his rookie year, he missed like what four months of the season. He didn't come back till late December. Late, late like December, twenty five games in. Yeah, January because that's the game he had uh, those yeah. four three pointers. And he yeah he went off and everybody was yeah. thought he was the godson. It was right. gonna be the best. It was we were gonna be the best team ever. And then we just <laughs> we still we, lost we, that game. <laughs> we yeah. did lose that we game. Found a way to lose, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what are you even gonna do about it? Yeah. What do you? think about Zion Williamson being out for the first couple weeks Andre it's definitely disappointing uh you just want to see the kid healthy I mean and he really he loves the city of New Orleans I think uh he loves the team he loves the guys so I really think he's gonna get when he does get back he's gonna be great like he was last year yeah well, the big news about that is that I think Zion's gonna be a lot happier with what happened was that Steve Van Gundy was let go as Pelicans head coach and they went and got the assistant of the Phoenix Suns, Willie Green. I think that guy is going to be a really good coach. I'd like to get y'all's opinion. Andre, what do you think about Willie Green being the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans? I like it. He's a young guy, and I think he actually played for yeah. the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, he did. He, did. he played wrong. for a little bit. Yeah, he right. did. Which also brings like a really good like relationships with your players because yeah. he's, he's a guy that's been through it. He knows what he's doing. He's played in the city. He knows what to expect. Like I think he's a great hire. I, I do too. I definitely agree. Ronald, what do you think about Willie Green? Yeah, I also think it's a great hire. Uh, one, because the Pelicans, David Griffin did a really good job in knowing that he had to get a head coach that the players would actually like. Particularly Zion. Yeah. Zion has to like you if he wants to yeah. stay in New Orleans. That's the facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram as well as, you know, there were a lot of reports that Stan Van Gundy and Brandon Ingram, you know, mm-hmm. uh, occasionally bumped heads, you know. So it was really good to see them finally get a coach that, the players would connect with and respect yeah and that's going to be uh, that's going to be big come time for this team to start getting better and i think this is a really important year for the new orleans pelicans a lot of a lot of this team has really never been up to scratch of what we've wanted for them to be they beat the they swept the trailblazers that time but then yeah. the warriors came in with the unstoppable team and i think they swept us quick and it was uh, it was just no no mercy yeah, it was like a gentleman sweep or something. It didn't even matter. What do you guys – give me your outlook on this coming up in the NBA season. Ronald, what do you think? For the Pelicans or just for the NBA season in general? Yeah, for the Pelicans. Well, I could see their ceiling being maybe a seventh seed if everybody stays healthy because Brandon Ingram, he's going to have a huge year with, you know, the added shooters. They got Devontae Graham. They got they – That guy was really good in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, the Trey Murphy. They Trey, Murphy. Him. Trey Murphy. He was really good. I, I think he's going to be the dark horse MVP of the team because he can play good defense and he's one of the best shooters. He was the – that's exactly what the Pelicans needed out of the draft was a pure shooter, and he came out of Virginia where he learned – Virginia's one of the best ball – like best defensive colleges for basketball. Like they always play good defense. That's always how they won. 
he was going to be really important. Andre, what do you think? Uh, I think this team is really young, which is really good because, um, I mean, you have Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's going to probably be the leader of the team, in my opinion. You finally have a true center in Jonas Valanciunas. That guy is going to turn some heads. Uh, finally, Zion gets to really play with the center when he does get back. That Trey Murphy is going to be special. I agree with you. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of reason to be excited about the Pelicans this year. I don't know if this is their year to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to be amazing yet, but I, I do think that there's reason to be excited this year. In more of an NBA season, who who would be the team, kind of your your dark horse NBA team this year that you're looking at, Ronald? I'd probably have to say the Bucks again. And out of the West, it's a bit harder. Yeah, the West is the West has been the West has got a lot of a lot of good teams though, to be fair. I don't know, honestly, if I had to give you a dark horse team, but I tell you the Golden State Warriors are definitely gonna come back with a vengeance. They haven't Clay Thompson hasn't played in what, two years? Yeah. So he's and he's gonna play tonight on the day of recording, but he's gonna be really good. What are some teams you're looking at that you're interested about this year, Andre? The Jazz. The Utah Jazz, they kinda lost I think that series against who was it? Uh, Clippers. Uh, yeah, they they let that one get away from them. I think they're going to come back. This is their revenge year, maybe. They could probably go to the NBA Finals this year with the talent they have. But the West is stacked. The West so. is the West is always stacked for some oddball reason. The West is always just so good. If you had to, I kind of think the Bucks repeating. I don't know if that's really tangible right now. Being a small, they're not. They're technically a small market team, I believe, and we know how the markets work in the NBA. They're very fidgety. So, do you see the Bucks being able to repeat, Ronald? If they can get breaks like they did in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, where let's say you know the whole Kyrie thing and KD, how they're doing that, I really don't see another team in the East that could beat the Bucks outside of Brooklyn. Yeah, the Nets are in a very weird situation right now, as are the 76ers. We're going to talk about both of those teams because they have a lot of off-the-field, off-the-court drama right now. We'll start with the Brooklyn Nets. Right As of right now, he, Kyrie Irving is not allowed to play any games in New York. I think they play a couple games against the Knicks. He's not allowed to play in those either. What do you make about that situation and how the, how the Brooklyn Nets can kind of overcome, Andre? I think Cam Thomas is going to be able to... Uh carry uh, Kyrie's weight. LSU guy, yeah. I think so, yeah. Ronald, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Kyrie's he's always been that type of, you know... He's always been that, that guy, yeah. That right. out there guy, and I didn't actually think he'd let it get to the point where, you know, hey, this guy might actually not play and set out and miss out on all that money, but, you know, here, here we are. Do you think if the Brooklyn Nets did not have Kyrie Irving, are they still good enough to win a championship? I'd have to say no. I kind of agree. I think that without him, there. I mean, KD is really good, and James Harden is really good. You kind of in this day and age in the NBA, you kind of need more players than that. You can't just have some. You can't just have one superstar anymore, unless it's. I mean, LeBron James couldn't do it, and that's that's the greatest player in the NBA right now, hands down. I mean, there's not much you can really do about that. Andre, what do you think? Do Brooklyn Nets can they do it? Uh, probably not. Uh, like y'all said, they just don't have any depth on the bench too. That's a that's a big thing. When they would put their bench in in like the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, that's when like Bucks like would they go would on a run. The they they would go on like thirty point runs and stuff. Like it was crazy. 
definitely. I I don't know what to make of them either. The Philadelphia 76ers have their problems with another, we'll call him a former LSU player, but he only played for like a season. We don't but ben Simmons, ben Simmons has been requesting a trade all summer and all offseason, and he eventually went back to the team, and it broke today on the day of recording that he has been suspended for one game because of uh, something that happened off the court, and it was some fight or something that happened. Ronald, what do you make of that situation and what the 76ers can do? Yeah, so I read that they, uh, Doc Rivers told Ben Simmons to do something in a defensive drill, and Ben didn't want to do it, so Doc just told him go home, and Ben Simmons went home. And it, I don't know what the 76ers thought was going to happen. You know, like It was pretty clear in the offseason that Ben Simmons and the 76ers weren't going to work, so I don't know why they're trying to force it, and it, it's clear it's time to move on. No, you're, you're definitely right. Andre, what do you think? Well, my thing is, uh, I feel like nobody wants Ben Simmons. I feel like this man could end up going overseas to play again. Like, uh, the problem is, he needs to play so that people want him. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they they've marketed him for trades, but nobody really wanted it. Exactly. And I well, I don't know if it was character issues or just the fact that he can't make a three pointer or a free throw or a jump shot, really. But <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I really think it's. Uh, the 76ers asking price for him. They were asking for I think four first round. Oh yeah, picks. they were asking yeah, for something like, absurd too. It's it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of things right now that nobody can afford. So it's kind of a big deal, and I just I kind of don't I don't really know what to make of it. Well, we're gonna get down to it and talk about our NBA Finals picks and our MVP. Does anybody have an idea of what they want to pick? Ronald. Finals. All right. So finals. I'll change the books. I'll go Heat. The Heat? Yeah. You think they 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 kind of took a year off of not being that great, but, I mean, all right. Yeah. I feel like Kyle Lowry is really going to be – he's going to help them a lot because he's going to take the pressure off of a guy like Tyler Hero and get him more shots. Yeah, so you're going, you're going Heat versus who? I feel like the Clippers are going to finally get to the finals this year. I feel okay. like they can do it okay. this year. And who's your MVP? That's a tough question. There's so many good NBA players, and that's kind of like the reason I was MVP. thinking about it. There's so many good NBA players right now that it's really hard to think about stuff like that. I could see Luka winning. Luka, he'll, he'll, I think he's the favorite right now. Yeah. Andre, what's your finals pick? Give me Celtics-Lakers. Um, and Ooh, then, old school. Yeah, old school rivalry. <laughs> and give me uh, Donovan Mitchell as uh, as MVP. Donovan Mitchell's very interesting. I like that. I'm probably going to go, for my finals pick, I'm probably going to go with a very simple answer, but I kind of see it happening. I'm probably going to go with Bucks Clippers. I like your pick on the Clippers. I really do. And I think that the reason behind why I'm picking the Clippers is I think Kawhi is going to come out, and I think he could win the MVP this year. That guy's really good. So I'm. what else do you guys think about the NBA, though, as a whole this year? What do you What do you guys think? There's so many stacked teams. Like It's going to be a... A really fun year just to watch yeah uh, a lot of teams have a lot more depth uh some guys have gone places than they were last year it, it's gonna really be fun a really fun season to see yeah i'm really excited for that i i'm hoping for the best here and hope the pelicans can maybe make the playoffs we'll all keep our fingers claw uh, i'll keep our fingers crossed and we're gonna we're gonna just see what happens we're gonna move on finally because this one's a pretty quick one we got a little bit of MLB playoff action. All of our favorite teams, I believe, are the Astros, right? Yeah, Everybody's yeah. Astros fans. And then, Andre, you like the Braves a little bit, too. Yeah, I love the Braves. Well, I got good news for you. They're up 4-2 to two at time of recording. I'm, so. I'm seeing that right now. I, 
very happy. So right now, the Houston Astros are playing against the Boston Red Sox. They are currently down 2-0. 2-1. You're right. What do you think about that game, that that series so far, Ronald? I mean, it's not like the Red Sox are doing anything, you know, extraordinary besides hitting grand slams. Three grand slams in the first three games. Crazy. You just can't let that happen. Like, And it's like the Astros, they're getting runners on base. It's just you can't keep asking you guys to come down eight runs in like the uh, second inning every single time. Yeah, you can't come back from that in baseball. You're definitely right about that. Andre, what do you think about Houston Astros versus Boston Red Sox? Pitchers, do your job. Like, you can't walk, guys. You don't get paid to do that. Um, and the Houston Astros lineup is so stacked. Like, these guys are going to score runs for you. Don't worry about that. The runs, bullpen, yeah, the bullpen really worries me. You have to win a game in Boston. Just try and get it back in Houston is, is what you have to try and do. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. We'll move on to the Atlanta Braves versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Braves are currently up 2-0. to zero. They've hit two walk-offs to win both games. It's been crazy for the Braves. They don't have their best player in Robert Acuna Jr. and still could go to the World Series. That's interesting. <laughs> Something just went off in here. What do you think about the Braves and Dodgers series, Ronald? Yeah. <clears throat> Nice. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a rematch from uh, last year, right? Right, it, yeah, is. it is. It is. Yeah, uh, last year I actually thought the Braves were going to do it, but, you know, Dodgers, of course, won it all. And But this year, you know, Braves, they're playing with a vengeance in the playoffs. It's crazy. After uh, Ronald Acuna went down, I thought they were done. But I did too. No, I really did. I thought that he was your best player. And, I mean, they still got guys like Dansby Swanson who are really good. But, you know, money's going to buy players, and, I mean, Atlanta really doesn't and they have do. they, they don't have the market for it. So, I mean, it's kind of tough for them. Andre, what do you think about Braves-Dodgers? So, if the Braves can pitch, it's just like the Astros. You have a stacked lineup. Like, these guys literally bought Jock Peterson, and yep. the guy's been crazy in the postseason, if y'all, if y'all have seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. He's hit, I think, two or three home runs just in the postseason in his, like, 11 at-bats. It's crazy. Yeah, I definitely – look, uh, here's the facts here. This could be either really good or really bad because the Braves can play the Astros for probably one of the most fun World Series you've ever seen, or you can go to one of the most boring right. with the Dodgers-Red Sox. So you yeah. can go somewhere – and you go somewhere in between, you know, Braves play Red Sox or, you know, Astros play Dodgers. That's kind of already been done like before, rematch, but yeah. a little rematch never hurt anybody, I guess. I'll ask you both for your predictions real quick. Who do you think comes out of uh, ALCS and NLCS? Ronald, what do you think? I feel like the Astros are going to get it together just because uh, the final games will be admitted made as they have the ALCS home field. Yeah. And ALDS, ah, that one's a bit hard because I don't know if I can count the Dodgers out. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers are probably your safe bet, but being up 2-0... My big thing is I kind of hope the Astros are able to put this cheating, this whole cheating scandal to bed and say, look, we're still good at baseball. Yeah. There was nothing – we were no slouch ever. The cheating thing might have been a problem, but we still have pure hitters in Bregman, Correa, all those guys. They're still yeah. good. Andre, what's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? See, I, I kind of disagree with Ronald. I think uh, I think Boston – Boston's playing so good right now. It's crazy. Uh, I think Boston comes out of the ALCS – 
even though I don't want them to. And I see the Braves somehow getting out of this series. Uh, they're they're inching closer and closer every game. It just seems crazy. In the drought would be nice. Well, that is going to do it for us today. For Andre Champon, for Ronald Riggs, I'm Tyler Viso, and this has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers! Go Tigers!